is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Joe Biden's giving a speech, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we will be going to that speech live and full. I'm just going to be honest with you, I don't much care what he has to say. But our affiliates do, and some of you might. And I don't care what he has to say. We already know what's going on. We already know what he wants. And we already know how we got here. Why didn't he give a speech two days ago? And talk about how he strenuously opposes and will do everything he can to prevent the cap from being lipped on the Obama-Biden nuclear deal, which enables Iran to buy, sell, distribute missiles. Why didn't he say two days ago? That he will cut off oil exports by Iran and cut off the money that they get to do what they're doing. And by the way, now they're attacking American installations through surrogates in Iraq and Yemen. Or do they see weakness in this administration? Why doesn't he say that we will cut off the funding? to the Palestinian Authority. Instead, he announced they're going to give them another $100 million. Instead, I know what he's going to say. You know what he's going to say. We've seen precursors to this already. And there will be friends of mine, Jewish and non-Jewish, who will be saying that was a fantastic speech. But how did we get here? And look, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrat Party has conquered our culture. It owns our universities. It owns our schools. It owns our media. And how's that going? How is that going? These are people who hate our own country because the Democrat Party hates America. They prove it every day. The media hate the country and hate you. 
colleges and universities, they hate our country and they hate you. And I just want to make something very clear. I think I touched on this last night, but it doesn't matter. I want to hit it again. All those people in the streets who are talking about gazing the Jews, exterminating the Jews, all those people in the streets who are trashing our country, trashing our country. Not one of them, I guarantee you, is a Republican. And I'm sure if they vote, they vote Democrat. Why is that? Why is that? The media, Democrat. We've been discussing now this hospital in Gaza. What, three days, four days now? For the purpose of countering the corporate media in America. I was the first out of the box to look at this and tell you. What I was told from my sources, that this missile was an errant missile fired by the terrorists, that it did not actually hit the hospital, hit a parking lot, that the casualty numbers are not what Hamas is saying. Go ahead, check it out. I posted it days ago. Not because I'm the first, because I think through things and I gather the information. And the New York Times has disgraced itself, CNN, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, all of them. All of them have disgraced themselves. There's a new poll out, and it basically says you hate the American media. And if you tell the American media that you hate them, then they call you Stalinist. But it's the American media that are Stalinist. The American media, that covered for Stalin in 1932 when he was blowing out the Ukrainians. It's the American media that covered for the Third Reich when Hitler was exterminating six million Jews. It's the American media that covered for Castro, promoted Castro. The American media, with blood on its hands, on its feet, on its legs, on its arms, all over its body. Why should we even believe anything they say? The answer is we shouldn't. And here, except for just a few, they were all in, ready to trash the Israelis and the Jews for hitting a hospital. Now let's say the Israelis did hit a hospital. They didn't target it. It wasn't purposeful. They're not trying to kill civilians. It wouldn't have mattered. And they know that's exactly what Hamas is doing. And yet, the moral equivalence, it just can't stop. Joe Biden needs to be held accountable for rearming the Iranians and rearming the, the uh, Palestinians. He needs to be held accountable politically. He needs to get his ass kicked out of office. He should be impeached. But over there at the New York Times, that's not their focus. In fact, I just saw this the other day, a couple of days ago. Jeremy with his Peters. Jeremy Peters, who seems to appoint himself as an expert. On me and other concerns. I've never talked to this ass in my life. 
And what's the headline of this New York Slimes piece? In conservative media, Biden is to blame in the Hamas-Israel war. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jeremy. I shouldn't do that. I know. He's your hero. You're the special pleader for him, you and the entire phony profession. I'm sorry. I should never have criticized Joe Biden for rearming the Iranians, for rearming the Palestinian terrorists. Not for any of it. And I want to remind you that when Biden talks today and wraps himself in Israel and the Jewish community, he refused to meet with Netanyahu. He demanded a two-state solution, which is Israel's final solution. He was interfering with these Saudi-Israeli negotiations for diplomatic ties right to the end. I have the article right here. He and 20 Democrat senators were demanding that Israel give up large areas of land to this Palestinian authority. Oh, that would have gone great, don't you think? Much of the coverage from the right is focused on the Biden administration's decision to transfer $6 billion to Iran in a deal to secure the release of five Americans. You know, ladies and gentlemen, what I say is not exactly classified. It's not exactly a secret. I mean, I'm speaking to 14.5 million people. And on TV, millions and millions of people. It's not exactly a secret that several days ago, it was I who reminded people that Joe Biden would not enforce the sanctions when everybody was focused on the $6 billion. And look, it's outrageous. I mentioned it, too. And I said, well, what about the other $70 billion? What do you mean? What do you mean the other $70 billion? I started it here right behind this mic and said it on my weekend show. But Jeremy Peters would rather report about me than report about the enemy. Jeremy Peters works for a newspaper that covered up the Holocaust, but he's proud to work for this newspaper. It's a corporation. They made a corporate decision not to cover the Holocaust. They've obviously made a corporate decision right now to lie about the war in Israel, to attack those who are speaking the truth, and publicly so, and to undermine the Israelis' ability to defend themselves. It doesn't matter. The atrocities, the video of the atrocities, the photos of the atrocities, it doesn't matter that we had three years ago, two and a half years ago, peace in this area with Arab nations, building diplomatic ties with Israel, with Saudi Arabia about to do the same thing, with the Palestinian terrorists in a box, whether it's the Palestinian Authority or Hamas, they were in a box. Peace was breaking out in the Middle East. Don't you dare compare what Trump did to what our great Joe Biden has done. My God, the last 10 days he's been unbelievable. And wait till he gives his speech tonight. It's going to be a spellwinder. Oh, my God. He stands with Israel. So why is it that there's hell on earth right now in Israel? But there was peace on earth two and a half years ago. Oh, they haven't figured out. You see, because Iran, they were concerned about the Saudi-Israel deal, and they didn't want that anymore. Really? They were rearmed. Biden sent to negotiate the nuclear deal an Iranian puppet who had three Iranians who were in communication with the foreign minister's office in Iran. You know what that is? That's Alter Hiss times 100. 
have to have a legal case. We don't have to have an investigation. That's Alger Hiss by 100. And now he wants his ambassador to Israel, a man who was responsible for the entire strategy on how to get Iran $1.7 or $1.9 billion in cash. Remember that one? Among other things? This guy, Jack Lew. Jack Lew, who has been building up Iran and trashing Israel. There's a little cabal here with Blinken, this guy Malley, who was the envoy, our envoy, to Iran, who had his classification pulled by the FBI and the State Department and the Biden administration, won't tell anybody why. I can figure it out, can't you? He must be passing information to the enemy. Why else? I don't know for sure, obviously. So I'll speculate. I'll bet I'm close to the mark. I'll bet I'm close to the mark. He was pulled and they will not reveal why. How do you get away with this? With this secrecy? Well, Joe Biden say today in his speech this evening, we are not going to allow Iran, if he mentions Iran by name, and he might, we're not going to allow Iran under any circumstances to get a nuclear weapon. No, he won't. What do they do? I just saw it on TV with one of the lib guests. It's Trump's fault, you see, because he pulled out of the Iran deal. No, Trump had Iran on its back, on its knees, economically destroying it. Took a page out of Reagan's book with the Soviet Union. The people were rising up. They wanted to overthrow that regime. That's what Biden inherited. You know, Biden keeps talking about what he inherited. He inherited a vibrant nation, a patriotic nation, an increasingly secure southern border, a strong economy after the pandemic, a military that Trump built up. He inherited a country in which our foreign policy was respected, where Soleimani was taken out, where Baghdadi was taken out, where our enemies not dare fire a bullet at us, where communist China feared him, where Russia would never invade Ukraine, where North Korea stopped firing missiles. That's what the idiot inherited. That's what he inherited. It has taken hundreds of years to build this country into what it is. Doesn't just happen overnight. Hundreds of years. And blood and toil and sweat. The strongest economy on the face of the earth. Energy independence. An industrial base like no other. And it took two and a half years to basically ruin it. Destroy it. It took two and a half years to destroy the Abraham Accords. And peace in the Middle East. That's all. In conservative media, Biden is to blame in the Hamas-Israel war. No, actually, Iran is to blame, and Biden is to blame for rearming them. You moron. New York Times. Do you realize, New York Times, what a sickening joke you've become? All the media, you've exposed yourself to the entire world. You are grotesque. You are liars. You are propagandists. Something I've called you forever. Because that's what you are. And let me tell you something else. We talk about the divide in the House among the Republicans, and I'm going to talk about that later. But look at the Democrats. Look at the Hamas wing of the Democrat Party, the Marxist wing of the Democrat Party. 
Look at it. Look at our college campuses. Look at our schoolrooms. Look at the newspapers. Look at the tenured professors. All Democrats. All Democrats. And all protected by the Democrat Party. They have a big problem, which means we have a big problem. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals well, little note to you, some of you are curious about this. It happened, it's just a matter of time. The more I criticize the New York Slimes, the more childish it becomes. The Democratic Party hates America was the number two top nonfiction selling book last week. Number two. Number two. Because people want to understand what's happening to the country, who's behind it, the whole history, and all the substance. Now more than ever, because it's relevant. Now more than ever. So what the New York Times do, Mr. Producer, on their list this week? Pushed it to number five. It should be number two. Pushed it to number five. And if Barnes & Noble were actually selling the book, it would be number one. But those of you who want access to it, you know where to get it. Amazon and elsewhere. We'll keep plugging ahead. I'll be right back. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals can't got your tongue? Cough up a furball and call 877-381-3811 right now for Mark Levin. 
Do the Democrats want Israel to blow out Hamas or not? Does Biden want Israel to blow out Hamas or not? Because these endless conditions for any army are, are impossible. And that's what's causing the delay. These endless conditions, and the media is there, man, boy, they're poised to jump. If something goes wrong, as it always does in war, they know they're going to blame Israel. And the poor victims, of course, are the Palestinians in the Gaza Strip. They have nothing to do with this, nothing whatsoever. These are peaceful people. And if we had a two-state solution, everything would be great. The two cultures could assimilate one into the other. I know that because uh, Ramaswamy said so. So that must be right. It would just be a beautiful thing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, look what's going on here in the United States of America. What people are saying. I want to remind you that the people in the United States of America that are supporting Hamas and terrorism, they don't have a problem. They don't live in Gaza. They're not under Israeli oppression. I guess they're under American oppression, but you get my point? You have people with these attitudes, people who want to slaughter the Jews right here in our own country, talking about exterminating them, and Hitler was right. Mark, what are you talking about? I saw them. I saw their signs. They're all carrying Palestinian flags, you know, people of peace. So when you teach people to hate, to dehumanize their enemies, here Jews, that they will kill you and kill your families in the most horrendous ways? Well, how can they live in peace and harmony with their neighbor? How stupid is this? And so the Democrats that are destroying our country, that are destroying our border, the Democrats who are destroying our cities, just listen to them. They sound like a bunch of moron elitists at some Ivy League school. Well, you know, uh, we don't want to we want to separate the Palestinian uh, terrorists from the Hamas. Ter- I mean, the Palestinians from the Hamas terrorists. Really? Oh, yes, yes, we do. And I'll say again, where's what office do I go to, Mr. Producer? What office do I go to that says Palestinians for Israel? Hundreds of thousands of Arabs live in Israel. Do you know that? Hundreds of thousands of Jews don't live anywhere in the Arab world. Or for that matter, hundreds of thousands of Christians. There is no office. Name for me the five top Palestinians in the Middle East. Just five. I'll make it better. Two. I'll make it even better. One. Who speaks out for true peace between the Israelis and the Palestinians? Who is this person? Name them. Name them. There isn't one. Those that do obviously have to come to the United States to do it, but they're few and far between as well. But there is one who knows all about Hamas, there is one who condemns Hamas as a vile terrorist organization focused on not 
peace, but on slaughtering the Jews, and by the way, slaughtering Americans, as they have in the past as well. And his name is Mossab Hassan Youssef. Mossab Hassan Youssef. He's the son of the Hamas leader. He was so disgusted by his father, so disgusted by what he saw in school, so disgusted by the culture of mass murder, that he left. He could have lived in luxury. And our buddy, Brian Kilmeade, tracked him down. And he was on Fox and Fred's today. I'm sure the New York Slimes, the Washington Compost, and the rest haven't tracked anybody down. Oh, I'm I'm wrong about that. Maybe a Hamas spokesman or one of their surrogates. Here we go. Cut five. Go. But Masab, you also say it's it's almost impossible for us to give aid to the Gaza Strip. A hundred million dollars we're about to give them and keep it away from Hamas. Don't you you agree that that can't work? Look, after we destroy the tunnels, we need to uh, uh, finish Hamas rule in Gaza Strip. This is priority number one. Then we need to replace the regime. Could be the Palestinian Authority, could be the Egyptian government, could be Arab League uh, force. Uh, We need to replace their uh, uh, rule in Gaza. After that, we can talk about aid. But as of now, sending any aid is a mistake. He's right on on that point. Now, the Palestinian Authority was in charge of Gaza for two years until they were voted out, Fatah, for Hamas. So that's not going to fly. I mean, if Israel's going to spend the blood of its young men and women in Gaza, really, they get to decide. And if they want to involve others, that's great. But those are Israelis who are going to be dying to deal with this. So they go in, their people die, they finally put an end to this, and then they say, okay, world, what should we do with ourselves on our border? Now, that would be insanity. Mossab Hassan Youssef, son of Hamas leader, on Fox and Friends today, here's more of what he had to say. Cut six, go. Hamas is not a national uh, movement. Hamas is a religious movement uh, with a goal to establish an Islamic state. Now let's they stop right here. Why does it take the son of the Hamas leader to speak the truth? Folks, you could Google this stuff. You can look on the internet. It's all right there. Scholars, researchers, think tanks, eyewitnesses. Hamas is a terrorist movement. It's not a political movement. And it's got networks throughout the United States. And I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that on my Saturday and Sunday show this weekend, among other things. Go ahead, Mr. Producer. Actually, they are against nationalism. With that said, uh, my understanding that they are using the Palestinian cause only to achieve their goals, so the long-term goal, you know, transforming the Middle East and the world into an Islamic uh, state. This is Hamas uh, agendas, and they are not heading, by the way. So uh, uh, Hamas is serving uh, foreign agendas. We're talking about Iran, and we're talking about Russia lately. Hamas 
serve uh, uh, those parties and Iran pays them close to a billion dollars annually. Iran is the real master in this picture. Hamas does not serve the Palestinian people. Hamas serve right. Iran. Those are the masters of Hamas. Now this man, as I say, the son of the chief terrorist in charge of Hamas, the Hamas leader, he's the son, has said more about Iran than Joe Biden has in two weeks. And he's telling us, and he's telling Biden and Blinken, don't send that money into Gaza because Hamas will take it. And you're going to be fueling their, their war machine. He talks about Iran paying them a billion dollars annually. Iran could barely raise a billion dollars annually when Trump was president. Now, folks, I know what this speech is going to be about. They've got all kinds of speechwriters pulling together. It's going to be passionate. It's going to be emotional. So people say, yeah, he stands with Israel. He's... But he's funding Israel's enemies, and he's funding our enemies. It's one thing to deal with these things after the fact. But there was no thing to deal with when he came into office because Trump dealt with it. You will not find a single news report in any of the pro-Hamas corporate media from the New York Times and CNN to the Washington Post and MSNBC and everything in between. Not one. Explaining the Trump foreign policy compared to the Biden foreign policy. The Trump foreign policy in America was a smashing success. He got NATO to, to increase its contributions to its own defense. He got the inbred in North Korea to stop firing off missiles. He put trade barriers and, ta- and uh, tariffs on China that were crippling in many respects. Same with Russia, by the way. And Russia didn't blink because they were concerned about what Trump would do. He did things in the Middle East that no former president could have dreamed of. They wouldn't allow our embassy to be moved from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. He did it. He recognized the sovereignty of the Golan Heights belongs to the Israelis. He cut off monies to Palestinian terrorists, including the Palestinian Authority. I think it's five, five peace agreements with Arab states, with Saudi Arabia not far behind. Iran on its knees. I know we're going to run the speech live at 8 p.m. Eastern. But I don't care. I don't care what he says, Biden. The idea that he doesn't contribute to these disasters, whether it's Afghanistan, whether it's Ukraine, perhaps Taiwan at some point, our border, our economy, energy independence, the idea that he's the president and the commander-in-chief, but it's everybody else's fault. 
the idea that these things just happen in the Middle East on his watch. Darn it. Here I thought we were really doing a good job. And his national security advisor said, look how quiet it is in the Middle East. We haven't even had to focus on it. Says that two weeks before the attack. And now all the pressure's on Israel. The moral equivalency that I keep talking about. All the pressure's on Israel. Don't hurt the civilians. Make sure the food gets in there. And, you know, don't overdo it. Uh, uh, you know, but we stand with you. We got your back. Well, nothing's going to happen while we're around. Well, it just did, you moron. Nothing's going to happen while we're around. It just did while you're around. But it didn't happen before. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals. Just want to make a comment. I don't know what's going to happen in the House with the Republicans. It appears that Jim Jordan now is going to give it a third try. Maybe that'll work. But there's a lot of pressure now building for the Republicans to cut a deal with the Democrats to give this guy McHenry sort of quasi-speaker authority. I do have constitutional questions about that. The first is this. The Speaker is in line for President of the United States. How can you have a sort of Speaker in line for President of the United States? But putting that aside, I want you to look in the mirror. Those of you who are viciously and brutally attacking me online, the morons in the commentariat. The phony conservatives, the phony constitutionalists who followed these eight boneheads, none of whom is a serious conservative, especially Gates. You follow them right over the edge. We lost a 30% cut in domestic discretionary spending that was negotiated between the Freedom Caucus, which is where all the conservatives really are, and conservatives members of the Senate. That apparently was a rhino sellout. (coughs) Well, we want 12 spending bills. Fair enough. But if we had gotten those 12 spending bills, spending would have been through the roof. Why? Because the rhinos and the Democrats were pushing out bills that were Spending through the roof. And? Why else? 
we had serious border control in that bill. As for teaming up with the Democrats, those eight teamed up with the Democrats to decapitate the House majority and drop McCarthy. Now you know why it was so hard to pull this group together. But McCarthy not only pulled it out, he moved us in the most conservative direction of any Republican House in my lifetime or yours. Yet Matt Gates was able to persuade many that this was about conservatism. It was about changing Washington, stirring the pot. No, it was about Matt Gates and his ethics investigation. Ken Buck voted among the eight. He's over there grifting at CNN. He's kind of a nut job. Nancy Mace, because we didn't have an abortion bill or a gun control bill on the floor. But she says McCarthy was a liar. No, she's a liberal. Biggs, who poses as a real constitutional conservative who blocked convention of states in Arizona. When he left, they passed it. Then Mr. UFO from Tennessee. I felt my faith was really called into question when McCarthy gave me a call. That guy's a real head case. And I don't remember all the rest of the a-holes. And I said over and over and over and over again, they have no plan. Whatever they're doing, it's kamikaze. So now people call them kamikaze. Now other hosts on TV and radio, they're saying, I told you we shouldn't have done that. Are you kidding me? I'm the only national conservative who came out against this from day one. Why? Because I have a head on my shoulders. They had no plan. They had no replacement. They had nothing. And now they're talking about McHenry as some kind of a temporary speaker. He's a liberal. The guy with the bow tie. And now the rhinos are revolting against Jim Jordan. Oh, they're getting threats. Well, join the club, boys. In the meantime, every day we lose the ability to conduct hearings. Every day we lose the ability of oversight on what Biden is doing in foreign policy. Every day we lose the ability to figure out what's going on on the border. Outrageous. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. The Democrat Party Hates America is now 45% off on Amazon.com. 45% off. Great discounts at Costco, at Walmart, Books a Million, BJ's, Sam's Club, um, and the other stores. Barnes & Noble, I just wouldn't bother with them. They've, they've done their best to try and kill the book. And on the actual sales list, we were in number two. They pushed us to number five. They made Elon Musk's book number two, even though he's well under my book. To Rescue the Constitution by our friend Brett Baer. 
was under my book. They made him number four. Killing the Witches. Bill O'Reilly's a great guy. I know that sounds shocking coming from me, but he's been nothing but a great guy. Uh, and he's number three. Legitimately, number three. Legitimately. But uh, the Democrat Party hates America should have been number two. But this is what the New York Times does when it hates you. And, of course, they take independent bookstores and they give them a special increased model that is number to defeat conservative books. Go find an independent bookstore other than maybe a half a dozen in the country that carry my book. My wife, Julie, and I, we were in uh, Key West, and they have like two or three really nice little independent bookstores. They didn't have one of my books, Mr. Medusa. Not one. They're not going to carry my book. They're not going to carry O'Reilly's books. They're not going to carry Marlowe's books. They're not going to carry anybody else's books, conservatives. Because we're a moneymaker for retail stores, but they're ideologues. They're idiot. The number one book in the country was Enough by Cassidy Hutchison, filled with dribble, gossip, crap. But the libs love this stuff. So does the New York Times. Don't forget, you can get the audio version, the Kindle version. They're all out there. You can get a signed version from Premier Collectibles. They're all out there. But it doesn't really matter, the format. What matters is what's between the covers. Very, very important. Very, very important, in my humble opinion. Nancy Pelosi on CNN today. Yeah, she's still around. She's still around, like a bad rash. Dana Bash, cut two, go. People calling for a ceasefire are, are premature. Well, it, again, I don't know what the nature of their ceasefire is, but the fact is, is that whatever happens, we have to protect the civilians, the, the, the people of Gaza, who are not Hamas. Whatever happens, you see, we have to protect the civilians. Not whatever happens, Israel has to win by any means necessary. No, no. Whatever happens, we have to protect the, the Palestinians in Gaza. This is from the former Speaker of the House. Now, what about the money? What about the money that we're sending over to, uh, to Gaza? John Finer, Principal Deputy National Security Advisor on the Communist News Network today with Poppy Harlow. Cut three, go. The president pledged $100 million in an aid package to Palestinian civilians, innocent civilians in Gaza and the West Bank. How is the United States going to ensure that none of that ends up in the hands of Hamas? First of all, Poppy, we're going to ensure it the same way we ensured that uh, $200 billion in COVID money and other monies weren't uh, stolen, gone to fraud and abuse and all the other. Remember? The GAO puts out annually, we lose about $200 billion a year, some years $125 billion, and we don't know where it goes. And that's in the United States, where we have all kinds of auditors, all kinds of IRS agents, all kinds of all kinds of stuff. And, of course, in Gaza, we can, uh, we can ensure the Israelis, don't worry, we've got this covered. And if not, sorry. Go ahead. 
Well, as you know, this was a primary focus of the president's diplomacy uh, yesterday, both uh, in Israel, uh, where he met uh, with the entire Israeli security establishment, but also uh, in his phone conversations with regional leaders, uh, including President al-Sisi of Egypt. Uh, Getting assistance into Gaza is a complicated undertaking. It involves uh, essentially securing an understanding among uh, Hamas fighters uh, who control the checkpoints on the other side of the border, among uh, the government of Israel and among the government of Egypt. Uh, and the agreement the president... Why are you uh, whining and rambling on and on and on? It's a simple question, you idiot. Go ahead. These trucks to flow as soon as the roadway can be repaired. Don. But the president was also quite clear that if this assistance goes in... Even old cannot- Poppy Harlow's getting annoyed by this. John, John, I didn't ask you any of this. Go ahead. Uh, misappropriated. cannot be taken uh, by Hamas fighters for their own purposes, and so we're going to be watching that very closely. It has to get to Palestinians. How are you going to so- watch that very closely? Who's going to watch that? They just talk and talk like they hear themselves talk. They're full of BS. Go ahead. It has to, but the question is, from what you just said, is the U.S. then essentially in a position where it has to take the word of Hamas that it will not be taken? I mean, what other guarantee can there be? We believe there is an understanding now among all of the uh, players who control that There you that go. There's an understanding among the players. Among the other team, you know, the other team players. There's an understanding. And then we move to the state of confusion, a.k.a. the State Department, and the spokesman, Matt Miller. Cut four, go. Why has it been so hard to, to get the Israelis to agree? You know, the, the U.N. is involved. Uh, the U.S. can vouch for the fact that this is humanitarian aid coming in. Uh, isn't, it, isn't it pretty obvious that, that 2.2 million people... Don't the you love these British reporter POSs? So it's the Israelis, you see. It's always the Israelis. It's the Jews. I mean, the Palestinian people in Gaza, they're, they're peace-loving people. They just want their own state rather than an open-air prison. And the Israelis are preventing them from eating, drinking, clothing, medicating. I mean, come on now. Isn't it obvious that the the Israeli Jews are the ones who are starving out those peace-loving Arab Palestinians in, in Gaza? I mean, just because their people were slaughtered in the most horrific ways imaginable, unprovoked in any way. I mean, still. Go ahead. More than this, but uh, this is desperately needed aid. Why, why can't they just let it in? I, I think the... the the concern the Israeli government has, and they've said this publicly, and they certainly said it privately to us. I don't know, a-hole. When Hitler was bombing London, when Hitler was bombing London, and when the Allies came together and returned the favor, and were taking out German cities like Dresden, I don't know. Did your government say there is a horrendous humanitarian problem happening on the ground and they shouldn't be targeting civilians and you, the British, are responsible for making sure that the civilians, that the German people are fed, they're medicated, they're in humane conditions, in the ground and... You jackass, you piece of you-know-what, sanctimonious clown. 
I think the British press is 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 the worst. Them and the uh, American press. They're just, they're just so repulsive and unconscionable. And yeah, I think that what, what what are you a jerk? Then listen to this guy, Richard Engel on NBC News. He's a real Israel hater, in my opinion. Richard Engel, NBC News, blaming Israel for the hospital blast. This is yesterday. Yesterday. Jose Diaz Balak is the the reporter asking him the questions on NBC News. Cut nine, go. Richard, uh, your thoughts on just how quickly the disinformation and misinformation spread uh, right after that uh, that uh, rocket uh, hit the, the parking lot right outside the, the hospital in Gaza. It was instantaneous almost, the misinformation and disinformation. Stop right here. Now listen to this guy. This is NBC News. Go. Well, it may be misinformation uh, or disinformation from Hamas, but witnesses as well who uh, believe that it was an Israeli airstrike because they saw something fall from the sky. They are in Gaza City. They see dead bodies all around them. Maybe they're injured. Uh, It it is not an impossible assumption to assume that it came from Israel since Israel is carrying out airstrikes throughout the Gaza Strip. There you go. That makes sense, doesn't it? This is a punk apologist for terrorists. A punk apologist. You know, you know, uh, NBC, ABC, CBS, and all the wannabes, you really do need to go through your list of hosts, your list of reporters, your list of guests, and really, broom the anti-Semites out. Just broom them out. What do you mean by broom them out? An answer like this? Broom them out. Or you're going to be hated forever. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation. And Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this cause and you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service and pure talks plans start at just 20 bucks a month offering unlimited talk unlimited text more data and a mobile hotspot just go to puretalk.com slash levin l-e-v-i-n and make the switch let's rally together show our unwavering support for our veterans get the best service at the best price as well visit puretalk.com slash levin puretalk.com slash l-e-v-i-n and switch to pure talk today in less than 10 minutes it's the right move and it's the American way. It's a pleasure to have Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn. Senator, you and a few other Republican senators, you went behind a microphone and you condemned the lead up to what took place in Israel here. And you have condemned what's happened since then with Iran, with the Palestinian Authority, that the money has not been turned off. The spigot has not been turned off. And now President Biden's going to give a speech in about 35, 40 minutes. And it seems to me people are going to be gushing all over it. I can predict right now, but he's not going to say that he's going to take tough steps against Iran, that he's going to take tough steps against the Palestinians, where he's giving them another $100 million. What is your take on this? 
My take on it is that Joe Biden should go out there tonight and say, we're going to do aid to Israel. We're not going to tie it to a bucket list of other things. He's going to freeze that $6 billion that, as you said, I was joined by other Republican senators in calling for that this week. He's going to place oil sanctions on Iran. He should say, look, we're tired of them making a billion dollars a week selling oil. Biden eased those Trump-era restrictions, Mark, and they've gone from producing a few hundred barrels a day to three million barrels a day. They're bringing in a billion dollars a week. If Iran gets a dollar, it is going into enriching uranium. It is going into terrorism. He should cut that funding to Gaza, as you said. He should cut funding to the U.N. Relief and Work Agency that is there for Palestinian refugees. He's already put a billion dollars into that. And he should close our border. He should fire Jake Sullivan. And he should get out there and make the case of why the U.S. stands with Israel. And he should talk about who the good guys are, who the bad guys are. And he should lay out who these terrorist groups are, whether it's the Islamic Jihad or Hamas or Hezbollah or the Houthis or ISIS in Syria and Iraq or the Iran Revolutionary Guard or any of the 13 other smaller groups. And he should be very forthright in that. That is what leadership would be, laying it out and making it clear to the world where we stand. And what about Qatar, who he seems to embrace like a close friend that that gives safe haven to the leaders of Hamas and also has spent over the years billions uh, supporting Hamas? And what about Turkey, which also gives safe haven to the leaders of Hamas? I mean, we have we have hostages over there. The Hamas has killed 31 Americans. Why do we treat Qatar and Turkey like they're buddies? And why, why are we giving them a tough tongue lashing as well? And this is why it would be so important for the president to lay it out and make it clear that we stand with Israel and stop trying to appease people. Look at where this appeasement has gotten us. Look at where that first Iran deal, coupled with this latest $6 billion ransom payment, the way we came out of Afghanistan, the way you've had the Taliban go back in there, uh, All of these things show weakness. And when you see that weakness, we see what has happened, whether it is Qatar or whether it's Turkey or whether it is others that are in the region, whether it is countries that say, no, President Biden, we don't have time to meet with you this week. Thank you for coming over here and calling, but we're just too busy. I I look at this, this uh, president, and of course, he's going to be praised He's going to say there's no distance between Israel and us, and we have their back and what he said before, and he's going to talk emotionally and passionately, which will touch the hearts of a lot of people. But shouldn't there be some accountability here for the lead-up to this? I mean, under our former President Trump, there was peace breaking out all over the place. The Abraham Accords, they've now been effectively destroyed. We almost had Saudi Arabia into that process. We had uh, the Palestinian terrorists were in a box. Iran was on its back. It was crumbling. The people were rising up to try and take it out. All of that has been destroyed. All of that's been turned around. And yet you and I both know that after this speech, he will be praised. But won't he be praised by the same media that's taking the side of Hamas against Israel? 
he is going to be praised by the media because he gets out there and he makes this speech. But, Mark, I'm going to tell you, I think he's going to go out here and do an appeasement speech. I don't think he's going to go out here and lay it out and hold people to account and say, we're watching and we know what you've been doing. And it is not serving free people and freedom well. He needs to be that pointed when he gives that speech tonight. He needs to take some actions. You know, it's fine to talk about things, but let's take some actions. That's why freezing the $6 billion is important. It's why it is putting oil sanctions back on Iran. Why that is important. And who is Iran selling that oil to? Russia and China. They are stockpiling oil. They're stockpiling it. And Iran is using that money to fund these terrorist organizations. You know, Mark, the Iran gives their proxies, which I just rattled off. He, they give them about $100 million a year. And they supply Hamas in addition to the $100 million. Hamas and Hezbollah are getting supplies and training and equipment and fuel and food and armor and ammo and weaponry, all of that is coming from Iran. So if you give them money, like I said, nuclear weapons and funding their proxies to go do their dirty work, that is where they put their money. So this is why you have seen Republicans step up and say, Here are things we need to do right now. And being one of those being, we need to close that southern border because under Joe Biden, you've had 151 terrorists this year come in. This month of October, you have had 30 Iranians. You've had 35 Pakistanis. You've had 100 Russians and 2,000 Chinese come across this border. And it is important that we know who's coming into this country and why they're coming into this country. Senator, thank you very much. You've been steadfast and uh, you've been highly moral and outspoken. And God bless you, my friend. Thank you. Take care. Senator Blackburn, she's terrific. And not to mention, he won't mention how he's going to stop Iran from getting nuclear weapons. And he won't mention that he didn't say anything about the cap being lifted 48 hours ago, allowing Iran to buy and sell missiles. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans, about a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation, and Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day, but they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this noble cause. And you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. And Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and make the switch. Let's rally together, show our unwavering support for our veterans, get the best service at the best price as well. Visit puretalk.com slash Levin, puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and switch to Pure Talk today in less than 10 minutes. It's the right move, and it's the American way.
The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now. 877-381-3811. What all this is demonstrating is the level of inhumanity that exists in our own country as well as around the world. What all this demonstrates is that when I wrote American Marxism, you can see what's happening in our country. The Marxists hate America. They hate Israel. They hate the Jews and they hate Americans. I've told you over and over again. The same people and groups and countries that hate America hate Israel and vice versa. Show me one where that's not true. By this ideology in America is pernicious and it has a home in the Democrat Party. Terrorists supporting, Hamas supporting, politicians have a home in the Democrat Party. Terrorists supporting, Hamas supporting, professors have a home in the Democrat Party. Terrorists supporting, Hamas supporting terrorists have a home in the student groups that are set up on our colleges and universities. And terrorists and Hamas-supporting individuals have a home in American media, starting with the New York Times. Starting with the New York Times. Think about that. Now, this has all been exposed. It was exposed by us, you and me, and American Marxism long before that. The role of the Democrat Party is exposed right now, and the Democrat Party hates America. Remember, people said, oh, that title, that's no good. Barnes & Noble won't show it, which they haven't. But the title of the book is Truth, Looking You Right in the Face, which is why the book does not appear at most Hudson bookstores and the airports where people walk by and they see the titles of books. That's why it doesn't appear in the windows of most, not all, but most independent bookstores. That's why Barnes & Noble was concerned and didn't put it in its windows. And that's why not a single corporate media platform has even mentioned it. Because they're in it. They're in it. And I got to thinking earlier today. Unfreedom of the press, liberty and tyranny, American Marxism, the Democrat Party hates America. The press have a prominent role in all of this. In all of it. They're exposed. And look here domestically how they cover up for Biden his crimes, his destruction of the border. The inhumanity on the border? Look what they do. They cover up for Hamas. Now, if you have a media that's going to cover up for Hamas and attack Israel, the Jews, after they've just been slaughtered in the most horrendous way, what is that? Who are these people? Who are these corporations? It's, in, it's, it, it's shocking. It's stunning. We even get Jeffrey, uh, Jeremy and his Peters. He writes an article attacking me and other conservatives. For what? 
for blaming Biden. For blaming Biden. All the hell that's swirling around us as a nation, Israel as a nation, the entire world, maybe on the brink of World War III, that's what he writes about? He's at the New York Times. Shouldn't he do a self-examination of the corporation he works for? Shouldn't he be thinking on his own that I work for this immoral corporation that covered up the Holocaust and now is taking the side of the Hamas terrorists? But he writes about me? Me? Because he blames Biden. No, I blame the terrorists. But I blame Biden. I blame Biden for being worse than an appeaser, for rearming the enemy, and that includes the terrorists. And he needs to be held to account. That's what we do in a republic. We hold politicians to account. Except when they're Democrats. So rather than writing about conservatives, rather than writing about me, Jeremy Peters, who you don't even know, isn't it more consequential to talk about how money's still flowing to Iran? Iran's slaughtering its own people. It's raping its own women. It is a fundamentalist, Islamist regime. I haven't killed anybody. I haven't molested anybody. I haven't taken property from anybody. I haven't done anything to anybody. Why don't you write about them who do all those things, you idiot? Sickening. They sit there in their offices or maybe at home, you know. I don't really want to go to work. I can do this at home. Sit on my fat ass, eat donuts. You know, talk to my friends and just call it in. Call it in. Let's see. Who do we, what do we do to hate Trump? All right, that's Tuesday, hate Trump day. It's a th- Wednesday, it's hate Levin and conservative day. Okay. It's Thursday. Okay, that's an open one. So that's pro-Hamas day. And we'll include in there that Israel struck the hospital. We don't need to verify. It's okay. It's okay. If we have to fix it, we'll fix it in day seven or eight when it's all done. Yeah, okay. Next day is defend Biden day. Next day, defend Biden day. Next day, defend Biden day. Then it's Sunday. Oh, we're sure as hell not going to church. We'll go to a local bar and watch the football game. Well, yeah, okay, that's Sunday. This is who these people are. They're disgusting. Jake Tapper is grotesque. And I'll say this, and I've said it to you before. A lot of these people are self-hating Jews. They're self-hating Jews. As my wife likes to say, their religion, their faith isn't Judaism. The religion, their faith is left-wing radicalism. That's it. It's the state. Over the family, the state over the individual, the state over your faith. That's what it is. And the guy that controls the state is Biden. Why won't the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS, and the rest, why won't they ask Biden, why aren't you turning off the money spigot from oil sales? How about that, Scarborough, you putz? I think Joe Biden gave one of those. Did you hear him? I didn't hear him. I saw a clip. Of him on five. And these phony historians, Michael Beschlash. And that other jackass, I forget his name. It's the most unbelievable speech. 
And one guy said, it's like FDR and, and Churchill. These aren't historians. These are hysterics. They're frauds. Because when real historians write the history, 50 years, 100 years from now, if we still have a country, they're going to, hopefully, tell the truth about what's taken place. Who set the world on fire? Who weakened the United States from within? And the insanity, um, you know, the words out there now, and I don't know if it's true, but I'm just telling you, words out there now, he's going to talk about our border. Maybe he'll give more money. Ladies and gentlemen, he can give 10 times more money if he's telling the Border Patrol to stand down. Then it doesn't matter. This guy's throwing money to everybody. Okay, Hamas terror, there's $100 million for you. Okay. Iran, we're not going to enforce the, uh, the, the limits on oil, the restrictions and so forth. So, all right, that's $70 billion for you. Uh, the Palestinian terrorists, okay, we'll give you, we'll, you know, we'll reverse course. We'll give you three, four, five hundred million a year. What the hell? All he does is fund the terrorist regimes. They don't give that money to their people. Everybody knows this. But we play games. They play games. You know, if Israel was given its way, this would have been over already, I believe, Mr. Producer, don't you? It would have been over already. They would have beaten the crap out of these people. Hamas. Anybody who didn't move like they told them to move, anybody that didn't get out of a building like they told them to get out, they'd be killed. Not intentionally. No other army on the face of the earth gives repeated warnings to civilians. We have bump bombs. Who develops bump bombs? They hit the head top of a building. See that? 30 minutes later, you're going to get wiped out. Oh, okay, okay. Don't rush me. Text messages. Flyers dropped from jets. Warnings every way they can possibly get out, move. We got to destroy the enemy or we'll be destroyed. Well, you know. Those Israeli Jews, they're really just too much. We can't really take, you know, it's, it's too much. It's too much, literally, you know. No military can fight the kind of war that Biden and Blinken and the other throwbacks, radicals, Obamaites are asking this war to be fought. I'll be right back. Much lovin'. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation, and Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this cause and you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service and pure talks plans start at just 20 bucks a month offering unlimited talk unlimited text more data and a mobile hotspot just go to puretalk.com slash levin l-e-v-i-n and make the switch let's rally together show our unwavering support for our veterans get the best service at the best price as well visit puretalk.com slash levin puretalk.com slash l-e-v-i-n and switch to pure talk today in less than 10 minutes it's the right move and it's the American way. Let me try one on you and Mr. Call Screener, Mr. Producer. Do we have any callers right now? Probably people don't because they're... Well, pick one for me. Pick it out of the hat. 
WBAP, Brett in Arlington, Texas. Go ahead, sir. Sir, yes, thank sir. you very much. Um, I want to, You speculated earlier about why Biden would be trying to give money away to all these oligarchs, all these uh, regimes that are just totally against us. Um, he has had uh, the guy... Uh, Mali uh, negotiating this deal with the Iran yeah, nuke deal. Yeah, an Iranian uh, sycophant. Well, yeah, and this guy has been in and out of government, so he goes into government, uh, meets people, gets out of government, has probably nefarious activities. I'm just speculating. Meeting these people, talking to these people, and I'm sure no one has ever offered a bribe or any way of hiding money that well we know that he brought in three uh three uh i don't even like to call them i guess technically they're not spies but he brought in three individuals who carry water for the foreign ministry in iran and biden chooses these people approves these people and blinken do to be our negotiating team on nuclear missiles nuclear missiles and of course the iranians know what they're dealing with they see this too and so this is what I mean. This is why I feel there was a complete breakdown as a matter of affirmative policy of this administration. They keep praising this guy on MSNBC, which, of course, is sort of a pro-Hamas network. They've demonstrated that through a number of their hosts. CNN and the rest, they praise this guy. Look at his appointments. One, two, three, four. There's four ultra hisses right there, in my humble opinion, based on what we know. What are you praising him for? Now he wants to appoint somebody as ambassador to Israel from the United States who was also pushing this Iran policy. So the Iranians see this. They see the spigot still running, filled with cash. And they're the ones behind the whole thing. And so they're flush with cash. They've rearmed themselves. They're moving for nukes. They've built close now associations with communist China, Russia, and North Korea. And uh, I'm supposed to applaud Biden after tonight's speech. I'm not applauding him. I'm denouncing him. Whether he gives a great speech or not, it's irrelevant. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. Very, very good. Let's grab it. Uh, grab another one quickly. Greg Trucker, XM. You have one minute. Greg, go for it, baby. Uh, thank you, Mark, for taking my call. I just wanted to say I'm sorry about all this. It's one of the saddest things I've ever saw. Um, mm-hmm. When I saw what was going on over there, like I was telling your screener, how do you, how do you kill, you know, children and then rape a lady at the same time? It's, it was the craziest behavior I ever saw. And then to solve the way that people over here are acting, like, like I said to your screener, you always wonder how like Nazis took over, but you can actually see it happening. I mean, these are the same people that was calling us Nazis. I think but, you're a hundred percent right. If they're not Nazis, they're Nazi sympathizers. The modern Nazi movement in this country and elsewhere. All right, President Biden is expected to begin speaking at 8 p.m. Eastern. We will run it live. I'll be right back. 
Have you gotten your letter from the IRS yet? These last few years have not been easy on the American family. And with tax season finally arriving, there'll be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them. Well, America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-806-1299. Hello, 800-806-1299. And you'll be in touch with the America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS and help put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-806-1299. That's 800-806-1299 or americafirsttaxgroup.com slash Levin. Again, 800-806-1299 or americafirsttaxgroup.com. Dot com slash L-E-V-I-N. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, we're going to President Biden immediately from the top. Go. Good evening, my fellow Americans. We're facing an inflection point in history. One of those moments where the decisions we make today are going to determine the future for decades to come. That's what I'd like to talk with you about tonight. You know, earlier this morning, I returned from Israel. They tell me I'm the first American president to travel there during the war. I met with the prime minister and members of his cabinet. And most movingly, I met with Israelis who had personally lived through horrific horror of the attack by Hamas on the 7th of October. More than 1,300 people slaughtered in Israel, including at least 32 American citizens. Scores of innocents, from infants to the elderly grandparents, Israelis, Americans taken hostage. As I told the families of Americans being held captive by Hamas, we're pursuing every avenue to bring their loved ones home. As president, there is no higher priority for me than the safety of Americans held hostage. The terrorist group Hamas unleashed pure, unadulterated evil in the world. But sadly, the Jewish people know perhaps better than anyone that there is no limit to the depravity of people when they want to inflict pain on others. In Israel, I saw people who are strong, determined, resilient, and also angry, in shock and in deep, deep pain. I also spoke with President Abbas, the Palestinian Authority, and reiterated the United States remains committed to the Palestinian people's right to dignity and to self-determination. The actions of Hamas terrorists don't take that right away. Like so many other, I'm heartbroken by the tragic loss of Palestinian life, including the explosion at the hospital in Gaza, which was not done by the Israelis. We mourn every innocent life lost. We can't ignore the humanity of innocent Palestinians who only want to live in peace and have an opportunity. You know, the assault on Israel echoes nearly 20 months of war, tragedy, and brutality inflicted on the people of Ukraine, people that were very badly hurt since Putin launched his all-out invasion. We've not forgotten the mass graves, the bodies found bearing signs of torture, rape used as a weapon by the Russians and thousands and thousands of Ukrainian children 
forcibly taken into Russia, stolen from their parents. It's sick. Hamas and Putin represent different threats, but they share this in common. They both want to completely annihilate a neighboring democracy, completely annihilate it. Hamas' stated purpose for existing is the destruction of the state of Israel and the murder of Jewish people. Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. Hamas uses Palestinian civilians as human shields, and innocent Palestinian families are suffering greatly because of them. Meanwhile, Putin denies Ukraine has or ever had real statehood. He claims the Soviet Union created Ukraine. And just two weeks ago, he told the world that if the United States and our allies withdraw, and if the United States withdraw, our allies will as well, military support for Ukraine would have, quote, a week left to live, but we're not withdrawing. I know these conflicts can seem far away. And it's natural to ask, why does this matter to America? So let me share with you why making sure Israel and Ukraine succeed is vital for America's national security. You know, history has taught us that when terrorists don't pay a price for their terror, when dictators don't pay a price for their aggression, they cause more chaos and death and more destruction. They keep going. And the cost and the threats to America and the world keep rising. So if we don't stop Putin's appetite for power and control in Ukraine, he won't limit himself just to Ukraine. He's, Putin's already threatened to remind, quote, remind Poland that their Western land was a gift from Russia. One of his top advisors, a former president of Russia, has called Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania Russia's Baltic provinces. These are all NATO allies. For 75 years, NATO has kept peace in Europe and has been the cornerstone of American security. And if Putin attacks a NATO ally, we will defend every inch of NATO which the treaty requires and calls for. We'll have something that we do not seek. Make it clear, we do not seek. We do not seek to have American troops fighting in Russia or fighting against Russia. Beyond Europe, we know that our allies and maybe most importantly our adversaries and competitors are watching. They're watching our response in Ukraine as well. And if we walk away and let Putin erase Ukraine's independence, would-be aggressors around the world be emboldened to try the same? The risk of conflict and chaos could spread in other parts of the world, in the Indo-Pacific, in the Middle East, especially in the Middle East. Iran is, is supporting Russia in Ukraine, and is supporting Hamas and other terrorist groups in the region, and will continue to hold them accountable, I might add. The United States and our partners across the region are working to build a better future for the Middle East. One where the Middle East is more stable, better connected to its neighbors, and through innovative projects like the India Middle East Europe Rail Corridor that I announced this year at the summit of the world's biggest economies. More predictable markets, more employment, less rage, less grievances, less war when connected. It benefits the people who would benefit the people of the Middle East and would benefit us. American leadership is what holds the world together. American alliances will keep us, America, safe. American values are what make us a partner that other nations want to work with. To put all that at risk, if we walk away from Ukraine, if we turn our backs on Israel, it's just not worth it. That's why tomorrow I'm going to send to Congress an urgent budget request to fund America's national security needs, to support our critical partners, including Israel and Ukraine is a smart investment that's going to pay dividends for American security for generations.
Help us keep American troops out of harm's way. Help us build a world that is safer, more peaceful, more prosperous for our children and grandchildren. In Israel, we must make sure that they have what they need to protect their people today and always. The security package I'm sending to Congress and asking Congress to do is an unprecedented commitment to Israel's security that will sharpen Israel's qualitative military edge, which we've committed to, the qualitative military edge. We're going to make sure Iron Dome continues to guard the skies over Israel. We're going to make sure other hostile actors in the region know that Israel is stronger than ever and prevent this conflict from spreading. Look, at the same time, President Netanyahu and I discussed again yesterday the critical need for Israel to operate by the laws of war. That means protecting civilians in combat as best as they can. <clears throat> the people of Gaza urgently need food, water, and medicine. Yesterday, in discussions with the leaders of Israel and Egypt, I secured an agreement for the first shipment of humanitarian assistance from the United Nations to Palestinian civilians in Gaza. If Hamas does not divert or steal this shipment, these shipments, we're going to provide an opening for sustained delivery of life-saving humanitarian assistance for the Palestinians. As I said in Israel, as hard as it is, we cannot give up on peace. We cannot give up on a two-state solution. Israel and Palestinians equally deserve to live in safety, dignity, and peace. You know, and here at home, we have to be honest with ourselves. In recent years, too much hate has given too much oxygen, fueling racism, the rise of anti-Semitism, Islamic phobia, right here in America. It's also intensified in the wake of recent events that led to the horrific threats and attacks that both shock us and break our hearts. On October 7th, terror attacks have triggered deep scars and terrible memories in the Jewish community. Today, Jewish families worried about being targeted in school wearing symbols of their face walking down the street, or going out about their daily lives. And I know many of you in the Muslim American community, the Arab American community, the Palestinian American community, and so many others are outraged and hearty, saying to yourselves, here we go again with Islamophobia and distrust we saw after 9-11. Just last week, a mother was brutally stabbed a little boy here in the United States, a little boy who just turned six years old was murdered in their home outside of Chicago. His name was Wadiha, Wadiha, a proud American, a proud Palestinian American family. We can't stand by and stand silent when this happens. We must, without equivocation, denounce anti-Semitism. We must also, without equivocation, denounce Islamophobia. And to all you hurting, those of you hurting, I want you to know I see you. You belong. And I want to say this to you. You're all America. You're all America. This is in a moment, you know, in moments like these, when fear and suspicion, anger and rage run hard, that we have to work harder than ever to hold on to the values that make us who we are. We're a nation of religious freedom, freedom of expression. We all have a right to debate and disagree without fear of being targeted in schools or workplaces or in our communities. <clears throat> we must renounce violence and vitriol, see each other not as enemies but as fellow Americans. When I was in Israel yesterday, 
I uh, said that when America experienced the hell of 9-11, we felt enraged as well. While we sought and got justice, we made mistakes. So I cautioned the government of Israel not to be blinded by rage. In Congress, to make sure we can continue to send Ukraine the weapons they need to defend themselves and their country without interruption. So Ukraine can stop Putin's brutality in Ukraine. They are succeeding. When Putin invaded Ukraine, he thought he would take Kyiv and all of Ukraine in a matter of days. Well, over a year later, Putin has failed, and he continues to fail. Kyiv still stands because of the bravery of the Ukrainian people. Ukraine has regained more than 50% of the territory Russian troops once occupied, backed by U.S.-led coalition of more than 50 countries around the world, all doing its part to support Kyiv. What would happen if we walked away? We are the essential nation. Meanwhile, Putin has turned to Iran and North Korea to buy attack drones and ammunition to terrorize Ukrainian cities and people. From the outset, I've said, I will not send American troops to fight in Ukraine. All Ukraine is asking for is help for the weapons, munitions, the capacity, the capability to push invading Russian forces off their land and the air defense system to shoot down Russian missiles before they destroy Ukrainian cities. Let me be clear about something. We send Ukrainian equipment sitting in our stockpiles. And when we use the money allocated by Congress, we use it to replenish our own stores, our own stockpiles, with new equipment. Equipment that, defeat, that defends America and is made in America. Patriot missiles for air defense batteries, made in Arizona. Artillery shells manufactured in 12 states across the country, in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Texas, and so much more. You know, just as in World War II, today patriotic American workers are building the arsenal of democracy and serving the cause of freedom. Let me close with this. Earlier this year, I boarded Air Force One for a secret flight to Poland. There I boarded a train with blacked-out windows for a 10-hour ride each way to Kyiv to stand with the people of Ukraine ahead of the one-year anniversary of their brave fight against Putin. I'm told I was the first American to enter a war zone not controlled by the United States military since President Lincoln. With me was just a small group of security personnel and a few advisors. But when I exited that train and met Zelensky, President Zelensky, I didn't feel alone. I was bringing with me the idea of America, the promise of America, to the people who are today fighting for the same things we fought for 250 years ago, freedom, independence, self-determination. As I walked through Kyiv with President Zelensky, with air raid sirens sounding in the distance, I felt something I've always believed, more strongly than ever before. America is a beacon to the world, still, still. Whereas my friend Madeleine Albright said, the indispensable nation. Tonight, there are innocent people all over the world who hope because of us, who believe in a better life because of us, who are desperate not to be forgotten by us and are waiting for us. But time is of the essence. I know we have our divisions at home. <clears throat> we have to get past them. We can't let petty, partisan, angry politics get in the way of our responsibilities as a great nation. We cannot and will not let terrorists like Hamas and tyrants like Putin win. 
I refuse to let that happen. In moments like these, we have to remind, we have to remember who we are. We are the United States of America. The United States of America. And there is nothing, nothing beyond our capacity if we do it together. My fellow Americans, thank you for your time. May God bless you all. And may God protect our troops. Well, here we are. As I'm taking in the speech, I wrote some notes to myself. Now, one of the things he said, somebody else I saw on television mentioned this too. He says something about continuing basically to tough it out with Iran. But we haven't. We haven't continued anything. So he hasn't said what we're going to do with Iran. Not even in broad strokes. He didn't announce any new sanctions. He didn't announce the enforcement of old sanctions. He didn't announce anything. He didn't even mention that Iran is sprinting toward a nuclear weapon. And as Donald Trump used to say, they will not get a nuclear weapon when I'm president. He doesn't say those things. Which is very troubling to me. Now already, people in Washington would say, well, this is one of the greatest speeches he'll be remembered for and so forth. I found it to be a little bit, well, kind of disjointed. And I don't just mean that from a formulaic point of view. He moved from Israel to Ukraine, Ukraine to Israel, Israel to Ukraine. Then, of course, he attacks the American people. I didn't find the speech uplifting. What I basically heard was that he wants money for Israel and he wants money for Ukraine. Now, if you're the leadership in Israel, you don't want to be tied to any other country. Your situation, I'm sure you think, is unique, because it is. Now, unlike many of you listening, I support supporting Ukraine. I support them. Because they've talked about Poland, they've talked about Romania, they've talked about the Baltic states, Moldavia. I think it's Ukraine that has prevented us from starting World War III or having World War III in Europe, quite frankly. Because they're taking all the, uh, all the casualties. I'm not going to beat that to death. I've talked about this before. If it's a forever war, it's not our forever war. We don't have troops there. But consider the shoe on the other foot. Russia wants some, us bogged down somewhere, everywhere. But now Russia's bogged down because of the Ukrainian forces. But that's a side point. Now, if you're the Israelis and you're listening to this, you're thinking, what are you, you're going to tie our aid to somebody else's aid, even though you know a lot of Republicans don't support that aid? What's that all about? So they're thinking they have overwhelming support for aid to buy munitions from us. That's what they do with their aid. They buy munitions from us. And the stockpiles, as General Kellogg has told me, the billion dollars or so in stockpiled weapons that are put aside just in case for Israel has been depleted by almost 50% and sent to Ukraine. That's fine, but that needs to be made up. So I didn't hear anything about what we're going to do with Iran. 
I'm not even talking about some intelligence issue or strategic issue. Just go back to where we were before. There was no comment on that. He doesn't intend to do it. That's what I got out of it with respect to that part. I think his point about Ukraine has been made over and over and over again. It's probably the most articulate explanation of it that he has ever made, but it's still not articulate enough. That's where I am on this. And of course, I understand. Many of you want aid to Ukraine cut off, but everybody doesn't. Every conservative doesn't. I don't. I do absolutely believe we must do a better job in determining where that money's going and how that money's being spent. I have no qualms with that whatsoever. I really don't. But I don't think we should cut off the Ukrainian people. 70,000 of them have been killed. Tens of thousands of their kids, I've talked about it, have been kidnapped and taken over the border to Russia to be indoctrinated and raised by by Russian parents. But you know, as I've talked about before, foreign policy is about prudence. And I think most of the commentators on TV and radio don't understand that. They're ideological about it. They're ideological about it. <clears throat> you ought not be ideological about it. You ought to be prudential about it. What can we do to help one country that's under attack that is an ally of ours. We can do something. We can be doing nothing. We can do something in between. It's not, oh, I'm sick of the long wars. Forget it. That's not the way we help our own country. So I am a little concerned about the commingling because, as I said, there's growing opposition in Congress among Republicans, which I disagree with. And even in the country, when it comes to Ukraine and funding Ukraine, that's just a reality. It's not what I like, it's just a reality. In the meantime, the American people are overwhelmingly supportive of providing assistance to Israel. That's just a reality. So I'm not sure I like this piggybacking. Even though I believe both do need our support. They're tiny little countries. Ukraine doesn't have a significant military and didn't. Israel doesn't have a significant population. Never has. Now he pointed out Russia. That's great. But in Iran, it was ambiguous. What is he going to do? He's not going to do anything. That's the problem. And I just want to make this statement one more time. You know, I, I do not jump on the bandwagon. I do not say things that I think people, even my beloved fellow conservatives, necessarily want to hear. I've spent my life studying history, whether it's military history, civilian history, ancient history, American history, modern history. I read books on philosophy. I read all these things, battles that have taken place in various wars. And I reason these things out. I digest them and I try and think them through. I don't follow this individual or that individual. So-and-so said this, so I agree with that. I may agree with it, but that doesn't mean I'm going to parrot it. 
We are in a isolationist mode in a big sector of the Republican Party. It's a big mistake. Doesn't mean we're interventionists. Doesn't mean we're globalists. It means as a prudential, practical matter, the enemy's not isolationist. You know, sleep, especially as you get older, is so critical, especially that deep, comforting sleep. Go to helixsleep.com, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com, and take the sleep quiz. I took it and was matched to the Midnight Lux. Helix knows that everyone's unique, so they have several different mattress models to match your body type and sleep preferences. Once you match, your mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. They have a 10-year warranty. And Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans. So a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. So go to helixsleep.com slash Levin, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and use code HELIXPARTNER20. That's HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long, folks. With Helix, better sleep starts now. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. I feel like some of the things Biden said were quite accurate. Quite accurate. But I think it was a very poor speech because of some of the things he didn't say. He didn't say a damn thing about what he's going to do about Iran including enforcing the oil sanctions, which are the lifeblood of the Iranian terrorist regime. He didn't say a damn thing about Iran's nuclear program. He didn't say a damn thing about building up our own military, commensurate with all the challenges our military faces, and protecting our own country. Not a word about securing our border as a national security risk. Nothing. He didn't prepare the nation for full-out war in the Middle East, not of our making, of course, but of Iran's making. Then he ends the speech with an attack on us. Racism. So forth. He talks about hatred toward Jews and hatred toward Muslims. The FBI statistics don't show hatred towards Muslims. They don't show hate crimes toward Muslims. They show, despite the fact that the Jewish population is a tiny fraction of the overall population, over 50% of the hate crimes are done to the Jewish community. And who's doing them? Why is that on the rise? Why is that on the rise? Because of 
the white dominant culture? I'll tell you why it's on the rise. Because of our immigration policies, our student visa policies, it's obvious. Just look in the streets the last week. Jews are under attack, particularly Orthodox Jews, because of their dress and their facial hair and so forth. And women, because of their dress and so forth, they're easy to identify in Brooklyn and elsewhere. They're under attack, not exclusively, let me make that clear, but significantly, due to people here from the Middle East. But they're not going to say that. I'll tell you something else. That's the truth, and the statistics bear it out. Due to attacks in black communities, where Marxism is promoted by their city council members, by their school boards, and more. So it's not like Biden's telling the truth about what's happening in our country. In fact, I see most Americans who are not part of the Hamas network in America, who are not part of the American Marxist movements, I see most Americans rallying around Israel. And in fact, that's what the polling shows. So when you throw everybody together, if you don't want to make the point, then don't say anything about it, Biden. If you don't want to tell the truth about it. But I don't think that speech is going to move anything anywhere. I really don't. I don't think it's going to rally people to a cause. I think we're rallied to a cause because we saw something with our own two eyes and we hear it with our own ears. We see the videos. And for a lot of us, our ancient ancestors come from that part of the world. Jewish, Christian, and yes, even Muslim. And yes, there are moderate Muslims in this country. Some of them are my friends. But there's also Islamists who've been paying for and networking in our country and who attacked us on 9-11. And to ignore that is to ignore our own potential suicide. That's a fact. So Biden didn't rally anybody to anything that wasn't already rallied to it. I don't think he persuaded one member of Congress one way or another on anything. He didn't say anything about America's national security in the middle of all this, like the southern border, which he has thrown wide open and all kinds of inhumanity taking place, as well as people coming into this country who mean to do us grave, grave harm. Nothing. There are things this man could do that he won't do. And by not addressing them, that means he will not do them. Whether it's Iran, whether it's our border. And of course, he didn't talk about what's happening on our universities. You're not seeing hate towards Muslims by thousands and thousands of thousands of people in the streets. There's some sick bastard who slaughtered that baby, that young kid, and tried to kill the mother. Which was grotesque, was sickening. Multiply that by 1,500. Then you have what took place in Israel. So this moral equivalency about what takes place in America is grotesque to me. It's grotesque. Show me the rally. 
with 5,000. 5,000 Israelis or 5,000 Jews in New York or Los Angeles or anywhere in America demanding the extermination of the Arabs. The gassing of the Arabs. Show it to me. There aren't any. There aren't any. More moral equivalency. I just point that out to you. What do I owe you, Mr. Producer? Anything? So basically, Biden's speech was a dud. He didn't rally the nation to anything. He didn't say anything that we didn't already know. And he left out things that we don't know. Crucial things. I don't even think you have to be opposed to Biden as a general matter. What did he say? We want to stop Russia. I agree with that. We want to help the Iranians. I agree with that. We don't want Russia going into Poland and the Balkan states, which they said they would. I agree with that. Russia's bogged down. I agree with that. I agree with what he said about supporting Israel, but all the other static that always surrounds it is ridiculous. And then he laid out no plan. None. Nothing. Zero. For how we intend to deal with our enemy, Iran. None. I don't expect him, as I said, to give out war plans or intelligence information or give away top secrets about what we should do. Just the basics. Trump was saying constantly and openly, you're not going to get a nuclear weapon. We won't permit it. We didn't hear that tonight. He said, I'm going to crush your economy to Iran. I didn't hear that tonight. I'm going to put sanctions on and cut off the money you're getting from your oil. Says Trump, I didn't hear that tonight. We're going to even freeze the $6 billion. A pittance compared to the $70 billion he's already given them. We didn't even hear that tonight. He doesn't want to offend Iran. He wants to, he's appeasing Iran as I speak. I got that out of the speech too. And again, not a word about the border. As a major national security risk to we the people here, right here in the United States. Nothing. He didn't say anything about muscling up our military, which was built up under Trump and has been drained of resources and personnel by Biden. Hadn't said a word. And he will be praised, and the spittle will be coming fast all over television screens over there at MSLSD and CNN and the rest of the Hamas-supporting media. They have a large contingent in the Democrat Party of Palestinians, of Hamas-supporting elements in our country. You've seen them in the streets. And of course, the Marxist professors and the Marxist organizations, these are all part and parcel of the modern-day Democrat Party. Notice he didn't want to offend one of them. Not one of them. I want you to remember that speech he gave in front of Independence Hall. It was a vile, poisonous, cancerous speech. One of the most horrendous speeches I've ever heard from anybody. Focused like a laser and exclusively on Republicans who support Donald Trump prior to the last election. He has said more horrendous things about so-called MAGA Republicans 
than he has ever said about the Iranian Nazi regime. Ever. Ever. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers. I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like y'all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. I want you to keep something in mind. Two and a half years ago, three years ago, the Abraham Accord, Israel and five Muslim Arab nations, peace agreements, diplomatic relations, and the list was growing. Saudi Arabia was right at the precipice. Peace in the Middle East. Iran was defunded. They want to defund the cops. Trump defunded Iran. Palestinian terrorists were defunded. Trump took out Soleimani, he took out Baghdadi, and he warned them, you're not to cross any red lines around here because I'll take out whoever I need to take out. We had peace. It was extraordinary, unimaginable. Now we have the potential for World War III. While these phony fraud historians, phony fraud hosts, phony fraud reporters and newspapers are going to slobber all over Biden. Biden. Biden set the stage for the enemy to have attack. They saw this as an opportunity. I blame the enemy, but he set the stage. And they sought to take advantage of it. They didn't attack under Trump. Biden set the stage for Russia to invade Ukraine. They didn't, inv- they didn't invade under Trump. They saw Afghanistan and they've dealt with Biden. They sized him up and they moved. China would never even think about invading Taiwan if Trump were president or Reagan or an Eisenhower or anybody like or John Kennedy. But they're poised for war. We have a 19% increase proposed for the EPA, 3% for the Pentagon, which doesn't even put it above inflation. We have a border that's wide open. He didn't talk about that tonight. God knows what the hell's coming through here, but it's not going to be pretty. We already know it's killing hundreds of thousands of Americans and the inhumanity on the border. We already know it. Not one word about any of this. And they're going to be praising this. Be- oh, my God. What a fan. You got these phony historians. You know, that's like FDR. Shut the hell up, you idiot. FDR didn't fund the Nazis. He didn't fund Japan. He didn't fund Italy, you idiots. God, these phony historians, propagandists. Let me just put in one final flag to you here. Wave it for you. There are almost 300,000 people now who've listened to or read the Democrat Party hates America. That's not true. More than that. Because people read the book and they share it with others. Perhaps there's half a million at this point. It's not enough. There's over 300 million people in this country. About 180 million of whom are 
literate adults. If we count the Democrats, well, then there's a high illiteracy level, but you understand what I'm saying. Make it your mission tonight or tomorrow or this weekend. Get a copy. It's at the lowest price ever on Amazon.now. It's 16 bucks and change. You can get it for the holidays, but I encourage you to get it now. And read it and pass it around like a Thomas Paine pamphlet. Like a Thomas Paine pamphlet. Why are all these people in the streets like this? Who are all these people in the streets like this? What's happening to my country? Who's behind this? Who's doing these things? You know, there's umbrella groups. We talk about these different organizations with these different sort of surrogates and appendages. That's the Democrat Party. They control our culture. They control our media. They control our educational system, our colleges and universities, our public schools. They control federal law enforcement. They control the federal courts for the most part. All I ask you to do is read it. Why, Mark? Because ideas have consequences. All this money pouring into these terrorist networks is to affect the educational system. It's to affect the media. It's to affect the national discussion. One dinner table at a time, one breakfast table at a time. This is my pushback. This is our pushback. The Democrat Party hates America. And you're going to read some of this and you're going to pat your head and say, good God, he was right. Or I didn't know this. Or we need to do something about this. You know, a friend of mine said, you were number one on the New York Times. Why do you need to keep talking about this? Because it doesn't matter to me. Oh, I talk about it. I joke about it. I hit the New York Times with it. What matters to me is you read it or listen to it on audio. Just digest it so you can use it to help, to help fix the country. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, freedom fighters all over the world, our truckers. And we want to salute the United States military, the Israeli military, and all militaries that stand up against terrorists and Marxists. We stand in our brothers and sisters in Israel. Good night.